You're listening to Pastor Stephen G. Lightfoot's podcast, Sermons and Homilies by the Reverend Stephen G. Lightfoot. Pastor Stephen is an ordained elder in the Global Methodist Church and serves as senior pastor to First Methodist Church Splendora and Shepherd Methodist Church in Southeast Texas. Here is today's episode. Our epistle for this morning comes from the 13th chapter of Romans, beginning at verse 8. I believe you have it in the bulletin. Listen to what Paul writes to the church at Rome. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For the one who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Let me pause there before we continue on with that scripture. You know, as we are striving to live into the life of holiness that God has for each of us, I think it's important that we break this passage down just a little bit this morning. See, Paul wants us to know that all of the commandments in the law that tell us what not to do, all the things God says we are not to do to one another, all those sinful, hateful things can be done away with and the law of God will be fulfilled if we will do just one thing. Love your neighbor as yourself. If we will just love one another, we will fulfill the letter and the intent of the law. Just that one thing, just love one another because love is enough. Love is sufficient. Why? Well, because God is love, Scripture tells us. God is love, and God is our all in all. So God is enough, and if God is enough, and God is love, then love is enough. Love is sufficient. You see how that all works together. And when you think about it, if we would just love, then everything else would be right with the world. Because love is incapable of hurting another. If, if we love, we can't take someone else's property because love doesn't do that. If we love, we, we can't be jealous or envious of another's success because love doesn't do that. If we love, we can't think unkind thoughts about another person because love doesn't do that. Anything bad that we can conceive of doing in our own human weakness, if we will but love, then doing bad is, well, inconceivable. 
And so as we continue on with this passage, we see that after these first verses, Paul continues with this urgent appeal to us. He says, do this, love, knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we first believed. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let's rid ourselves of the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let's behave properly as in the daylight, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and debauchery, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. As I read that, I, I, I think, why is, why is loving one another and fulfilling the law of God so important now in the present time? Well, it's because, Paul says, we're closer to the second coming of Christ than ever before. His return is imminent, and we need to be prepared for his return. A new day is about to dawn, and Christ is about to be fully revealed in all his magnificence and glory, revealed to the believer and the unbeliever. What was promised to us as believers is about to become our present day reality. And so we need to stop slumbering our lives away with our heads stuck in the prevailing culture of darkness. Paul says it's time to wake up, sleeper, and pay attention to the ordinances of God. See, it's time to stop being self-centered and start being Christ-centered. It's time to preach what we believe, and to live like we believe what we preach. It's time to wake up and rid ourselves completely of the works of darkness that hold us down, that hold us back. Paul's telling us it's time to wake up. I've experienced some rude wake-ups in my time. Have you ever experienced a rude wake up? And I'm not talking about when the alarm goes off and startles you awake and you hit the snooze button and drift off back to sleep. I'm talking about those kind of wake up calls that come and really get your attention. I've, I've probably told this story before, but that's okay because... It sticks in my mind as one of the most rude awakenings that I have received in my lifetime. Uh, it was enough to where I knew that I would never repeat the transgression that caused me to get such a rude wake up. If I think back to my days, my first day, at Marine Corps boot camp at MCRD San Diego. And 
I, I, I joined the Marines, and, and that's part of my faith story. But the first day at MCRD, that's Marine Corps Recruit Depot San Diego, that's the one that uh, Gomer Pyle's at, in case. Do you, do you remember Gomer Pyle? When we arrived and got off the bus, I found myself standing on a, a parade deck at 3.30 in the morning, or as we called it, dark 30. I, I was up at dark 30 this morning. I, for some reason, I just had this need to wake up and get out of bed and, and spend some time in prayer before I got up here this morning. Uh, Nothing I can put my finger on. It's just sometimes you wake up and you feel the need to have a conversation with God. Well, that was this morning. Anyway, that particular morning, 3.30 a.m., on these standing on these little yellow painted footprints that had been painted on the parade deck so that as you got off the bus, you knew exactly where you needed to run, and I mean run, and stand and just hurry up and wait for whatever happened next. And so as we stood there in the early morning darkness on that cool California morning for what seemed like an hour or maybe more waiting for someone, anyone, to tell us what to do next, I started to nod off while I was standing up. You ever nod off while you're standing up? And I could, I could feel my eyelids getting heavier and I'd catch myself and I wasn't about to fall asleep. But, well, I thought if I just close my eyes for a few minutes. And so I did. And as I stood there with my eyes closed, I began to drift away and I let my mind wander in this dreamlike state of contentment. You ever done that? All is right in the world. It's a, it's a cool morning. The breeze is blowing. But I have to tell you, it's a false sense of contentment. Because I heard this distant voice calling me back from wherever I had drifted off to. Wake up, sleepyhead. A soothing voice. A friendly voice. Sing-songing in my head. Wake up, sleepyhead. As I drifted back into consciousness, I opened my eyes to see the source of this pleasant sing-songy voice was a Marine Corps drill instructor standing in front of me with the brim of his smoky bear hat resting on my forehead ever so gently. And as his eyes as, as my eyes opened to look directly into his eyes, they seemed to flash with fire. And that sing-song quality of his voice changed in an instant. And his teeth gnashed. And he snarled and he began to bark orders and insults at me and he railed at me. He said, you better wake up, private. Maybe 50 push-ups will wake you up, private. I can laugh about it now, but at the, 
point that it happened, it was the most unpleasant wake up I had ever experienced. And and the reason I tell that story is because Sadly, for those who are caught sleeping when Christ returns, the wake-up call will not be at all pleasant for those who are not in relationship with Him. Now is the time, Paul reminds us, to love our neighbors as ourselves. Now is the time to love Now is the time to yearn for, ask God for, pray for the perfect love of God to pour into us so that we can respond to that perfect love in perfect love. Perfect love for God first and perfect love for others second. If we don't heed the wake-up call, it will be a rude awakening. And there won't be any hitting the snooze button. That being said, I have to tell you I'm excited about the participation in the entire sanctification, uh, perfect love Bible study this past week. I wasn't sure how it would play out. The, the video is, is really good. The discussion afterwards, though. When I say I'm really um, excited about the, the participation, I'm not talking about the numbers of attendance, although it was really good here. Um, I'm talking about the engagement in the conversation. replacing sin and self-centeredness with love and Christ-centeredness is what we as the people called Methodists should be talking about because it's what we should be about. We're called to not just love, but to perfect love, perfect holiness. And I have to tell you, I've seen a lot of love this long, hot summer. I've seen people go out of their way to help people in need, to feed and care for people who are sick, to do things for people who are grieving. So many selfless acts of love that I have witnessed this summer. And and those acts of love, well, they filled empty stomachs and empty hearts. They've provided living water and and in some cases actual water. They have rushed into the void and replaced anxiety and animosity and hostility. Replaced them with love and peace and hope. Which tells me that if we will but love we will be transformed, we will be sanctified, and all indeed will be right with the world. I do this daily morning devotional. It's put out by uh, Seedbed, um, written by J.D. Walt. If, if you were at 
annual conference this year, you might have had an opportunity to hear J.D. Walt speak. But he puts out this devotional. It's called Wake Up Call. And every morning it begins with a prayer of consecration. And the first line is uh, out of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, but it begins with this prayer. Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And then it continues, Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. Praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. See, it's a, it's a daily reminder to wake up from the sleep of the dead end life of the fallen, broken world and to focus instead on the wide awake life abundant that Jesus brings to you each and every morning along with a fresh supply of mercy and grace. As, as surely as the sun rises each day, you can rise from your slumber with the Son of God shining the light of truth and perfect love on you, which sets you up for success as you abide. Heart, mind, vision, body, as you abide in Him. That's where we want to be. That's the place where we always need to begin. Abiding in Jesus. Where the light of truth can shine on us and the perfect love of God can settle in us and overflow out of us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Come back again next week for a new message. And until then, may God bless you and keep you.